standbys ben and will they are who knows ben's probably probably taking a nap and will's probably eating eating some chicken thighs so luckily for you guys we have a guest here today in santa monica he is a trainer at the gym iron that i work out at his name is james james you want to say what's up how's it going guys this is uh my name is again james bayless uh, i'm a strength coach at iron i work uh, at the same facility as um Gary here. Um, yeah, I'm a strength coach and I also do MAT, muscle activation technique. So I have a, a, a neuromuscular therapy license as well. Now, James, your last name was very, is very intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I... Uh, Easily butchered. When it's just Bayless. It's, there we go. Let's, let's pull this up and see what everyone would have thought. So how do you spell your last name? Uh, B-A-L-A-Z-S. Mm. It's that Z. The Z, the, any Z will throw anyone off. So I feel, I feel a little better about that. But, uh, but yeah. So uh, I know. How long have you been training for, or a strength coach and, and working in the industry? For? Uh, so in LA, twelve years. But my um, history with training goes back to probably when I was about nineteen. Cool. Nineteen, cool. twenty years old. Yeah. So some similar to me, I've been going about thirteen years strong. So what? Now I'm sure. Then this is where we'll be on the same page. Is you know, a lot of people when they start to work with a trainer, it's almost like they're expecting maybe like a, that's almost like the pill in itself. Like you take mm -hmm. the pill, you get the result, but really the trainer's almost ha more than half the job is managing expectations and the ups and downs that come along with, with being successful with, with your goals. What, what, what's your experience with that? Totally, you have to understand uh, what, what kind of mindset each individual person's coming is, is coming to the gym with. And if they're coming in and they were just at the grocery store and they see the cover of a magazine and all of a sudden they're like, oh, I want to look like that. I mean, that's very impulsive. Got to know what they're, what they're you know, like you said, what, what kind of expectations they have with the gym. Because mostly what I offer is a complete shift in a thought paradigm, a deconstruction of the thought process and a reconstruction of a new one. Um, it's uh, understanding what each person has to work with, um, what they're coming, you know, like you said, what what, what their expectations are, um, and managing those things. Um, when they come, when they come to me, it's like, hey, you know, I, I I've been in pain, or I want to change the way my body is, um, and you have to understand those things, and 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 where they. Were they, did they have them that morning or have they been in a uh, contemplative state for a long time? Yep, right. So let's, let's kind of uh, dig in with that and that let's use yourself as an example, right? Yeah. So I think a lot of people will relate. Um, you know, you've been a strength coach trainer for, yeah. for 13 years. People think everything's automatic and easy, yeah. right? But it's not, you know, so the other week I know you, you we were talking about nutrition and diet. Yeah. You were talking about how you wanted to, to lean out a little, you know, get a little leaner. Yeah. So maybe talk about that somehow, even, even when you know everything to do like this, th there's always 
um, you know, a struggle with it and stay, you know, on and off and ups and downs and peaks and valleys. And then, yeah, maybe mentioned kind of you were talking about the mindset and was this an instant pain? Was this something that you know you've been needing to do or put off? Kind of, kind of use that as a as an example. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, having this MAT background, you start to kind of. I don't know if you're drawing in the right, but when you start when you start talking to people, you start to find out most people are dealing with some kind of discomfort or some kind of pain. And um, in order for people to really achieve their goals, um, you know, dealing with nutrition is something that I've done in the past, but it's hard to wear every hat in the fitness industry. So one of the things, um, you know, going back to what we were saying earlier, is just okay, are you dealing with pain? And then teaching people that moving the body is an art form. It's an art form. And teaching them and, 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 and showing them that um, movements need to be biomechanically efficient. You need to teach people how to move first. They need to under, it's, it's like, I, I kind of use this uh, phrase with my clients, like move pretty, build pretty. You know, and the nutrition aspect to me is something that when I first started doing this, it was like, all right, everybody thinks like me. Mm-hmm. If I want to change my body, then you're going to show me, a, you're going to give me a nutrition game plan. You're going to give me a training game plan. I'm going to attack it and I'm going to achieve my goals. Not everybody's set up really to do that. And if you're going to start doing, if you're going to start implementing if you're gonna start teaching people this whole new way to move their body and then have them do a complete 180 with their diet can be overwhelming. And I've seen often people just, like I said, being overwhelmed and kind of throwing in the towel. So what I like to start with is understanding what the person, what the person's coming to me with and then teaching them how to move, you know? Cause like I said, moving, moving the body is an art form. I think you can say the same thing. We don't really see a whole lot of masterpieces being, <laughs> yeah, being so, created in the gym. And what happens, especially at public gyms, you know, people decide they want to work out and they get in, and but their experience and exposures like Reebok commercials and yeah. stuff. They see they see the competitions and, and the going hard, uh, so that's what they try to emulate, you know, in the yeah. gym. Whereas I know, you know, a lot of trainers too like operate off of that because they want to give people what the person wants, you know? Yeah. So, you know, you go in and you have a brand new person who, who can't even, um, you know, just do like a bodyweight squat and yeah. they're doing like crazy TRX with their feet hooked up and all yeah. this and that. Whereas you, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll be working with the client and have them doing split squats and, and balance stuff and, I mean, taking those steps. And it's, and it's hard to do that, you know, cause everyone as a trainer knows that's the correct way to put people through progressions. But it's scary, like you don't want to bore clients and stuff. Um, but I think if you, you know, tell people ahead of time and, and like you let them know the expectations, yeah. then they trust in that process. Um, so, so what would you say then kind of is the importance of, you know, managing that in- intimidation people have of the gym in the beginning and then the importance of lear- like learning to do it right, setting that foundation? Yeah, so when people, when you know, I'll talk, People come up to me at the gym and be like, "Hey, will you look at this? Will you look at that?" And I'll and I'll kind of look at them and they'll say they'll they'll assume what they're doing is wrong, right? Because oftentimes they're looking at somebody else squatting and go, "I need to look like that," you know. Or they're coming in and they're 
and they're you know assessing assessing other people and going ooh that person's dropping dropping down their ass is hitting the floor on their squat I need to get I need to get that but they're not they don't have the skills or the abilities to really understand um, mechanically that that's not for everybody you know when you're looking at femur length to torso you know these ratios some people are going to be able to drop down right away other people are other people are not and it's not right or wrong it's what you have to work with and that's what's that's the coolest part about my about my job to me is that people can talk about tailoring things specifically to the individual all they want but when you have an understanding of biomechanics and when you teach contraction of tissue as opposed to because you can ask people ask people questions like what moves that weight right there oh uh, well force you know well, what generates the force it's contraction of tissue and when you can teach people how to contract tissue to move weight then they show you exactly what they have to work with and then you work within those parameters and what and what the the coolest thing is the it's such a change and transformation in people's lives when they can go oh my god i can i can move that and I'm not, I'm not hurting. And before they were trying to move in a way that was based on what other, how other people were moving, and it was causing them discomfort because they were imposing, they were imposing a movement on themselves that they weren't really equipped to handle. So when you can teach them, hey, this is exactly, this is what you have to work with, and this is, and this is how we can contract in this movement, then it changes the game. Yeah. It's a complete game changer for people. It feels different. The weights become irrelevant. And now they're not going, I got to lift 225 pounds to build my pecs. Yeah. Or I got to squat 400 pounds to build my quads. No. Yeah. You need to have an intention. What are, you, what are we trying to accomplish here? And I'll t if a pro basketball player came up to me and was like, I want to start training with you. I hear what you're doing, stuff like that. I'd start with the anatomical adaptation phase, just like I start with everybody else. Yeah. Because in order, I, and the thing is, I have nothing against moving powerfully or moving with, um, you know, building strength. I love that stuff. I love explosive movements. But you have control. Yeah. And I see too many people in pain. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. When well, they, when they train. And I think, you know, and then when you take like the, you know, person just looking to lose weight and get fit in the gym, uh, what happens is, they think that's the only way, like progressive overload you know, with yeah. weight, right? But when then you let them know, like, there's different ways. Like, can you control the eccentric, you know, longer? Can oh. you can you pause in certain points of the exercise and show control? Like, those are forms of progression, you know? And then when all of a sudden someone realizes, hey, like, you don't have to add five pounds every week. It, you know, the, can you go slower with the rep? Can you, you know, the isometrics and all that? So then that's just more tools and more confidence and. And helps avoid injury right yeah. because then you're not all because eventually you know a lot of times if you're just always trying to add weight but then your, your form changes yeah. you know so you're you're basically like uh, technical failure yeah. but you're, you're still moving the weight like you have to get that out of people's minds yeah. you know just because you moved the weight but maybe if you had to you know do something funky to do it you, yeah like yeah if you were congrats like you moved more weight but but ultimately, like, you're not really making progress, you know, as you think you are. And then it normally leads to injuries and then yeah. there's setbacks and then there's that whole cycle of then people start to almost wear that like a badge of honor, you know. Yeah. That's my thing. I'm always like, 
you know, I, I just want to feel great. Like I don't compete in powerlifting or strength, so, which all that stuff is cool, yeah. you know, but if you don't compete in it, there's no, like, what's the point of being hurt and banged up all the time, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, there's an autopilot component to coming into the gym. There's an autopilot component to life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most of our life is subconsciously driven, right? So, and that's okay because we need to have, we need we need that for our heartbeat, breathing, digestive yep. function, we need all that stuff. But when you're coming into a gym and you don't know what to do and you're bringing that subconscious autopilot mindset into the gym, it's dangerous. Yeah. It's really dangerous. And I can tell you from my own experience that I did that to myself in my in my 20s. Yeah. You know. I did too. <laughs> you know, as you it get was... older, hopefully you understand that the ego's driving a lot of your training. Yeah. And um, And you see like you'll talk to like the the guys in their 40s and yeah. 50s and you realize they can't raise their arms over their head. Oh, they yeah. hurt all the time. And they're saying, "Well, and then they're going, this is how it's supposed to be." You know, I'm supposed yeah. to be breaking down. So, with that belief system, it, it, Belief creates biology. So if you're if you're believing these things about yourself, then you're ultimately that's what you're gonna that's what you're gonna have. That's what you're gonna uh, produce, and yeah. that's gonna be your life. And I'm here to say, like that, I just blow throw holes in that completely. It's I my twenties were spent suffering. Yep, and and then when you realize like you don't have to suffer like that, and ultimately if your goal is just to look better, feel better. I know for me, like yeah, I would. You know, I'm, I'm in general like a smaller guy, you know, like 5'9", yeah. 160. And I, in my 20s, you know, you, you want to deadlift as much as possible, mm -hmm. right? And I'd gotten my deadlift up to say 460. And it's like, oh, I want to get to 500. But then you realize all the extra work to get my deadlift up 40 pounds. And I was always in pain, you know, like lower back always mm -hmm. hurt, just mm -hmm. the whole nine. And then eventually when you kind of like check your ego, move out of that mindset, you know, and I, I don't do that anymore. But I... I, like nothing changes my physique, you know, like you just, you know, so that, that was, that doesn't matter. And then ultimately like, Oh, if I can, all of a sudden if I can look the same and perform the same from an athletic standpoint, well, what's the point, you know, for me and my goals. And it's like coming in, it's just like figuring that out. So really when you're meeting with your clients, it's like making people clear on their goals, you know, and letting them know like, Hey, like if you don't really have the goal of competing in a sport that requires this specific lift, you don't have to do it. Yeah. You know? So, in finding those variations. Yeah, and these things I teach are principles and concepts I've been developing for a long time on myself and in my, with my clients, and I hammer them home constantly. Yeah. And it's not, and people wanna, you know, attach this, uh, oh, what it means to be, what it means to train, you know, what, what, how I need to feel when I train. Well, I can get you on the sled for an hour and just blast you, but that's not training. You yep. know? Yep. You know, I well, it's like the whole, the whole, yeah, like here, do a hundred burpees. Like, yeah, you're yeah. going to be tired. Yeah. You know, yeah, you can push the sled for an hour and you're <laughs> yeah. going to be tired, but there, you know, there's a fine line, but are you like using all your movement patterns and learning to contract your muscles and, and, and all that? And, and it's, you can, I can tailor things specifically rep by rep to each individual person. It's special. It's just, you show me what you have based on contraction. Oh, your contraction is here. And you don't think that's good, but based on what? Based on this guy doing that? Well, let's progress here. This is what you have to work with right now. Yeah. And, and if I need to use MAT, I will. But I take the principles of MAT and apply them every day to my clients and I can get the same results. It's just, it, it's really cool to see people go, uh, you know, I can't squat without pain. I can't shoulder press without pain. And they go, oh, we'll try it like this. And by the way, drop all that weight off the, yeah. damn, off the bar, <laughs> you know? And then just move like this and progress. And when you, 
force people to create a contraction, you also force intention. And you also force mindfulness. And the person is, you, you, can't be at, you can't be at the nail salon. You can't be at the, you know, wherever. You know, you, you're here. You're focused and you're, you know, I'm going to draw that out of you and make sure that you have this kind of check-in, check-out mindset. But you're checked in here and you're checked out of wherever else you were yep. because the, the, the stakes are high when you start putting placing load on your body. Yeah, yep. I mean, it's, you know, it's your body. It's like it's the only one you have. So uh, I know like one thing we try to do at our gym, which is more group style, is have tons of progressions and different options, you know. So and what you'll find is, yet yeah, people are different. Like some people... Um, We'll just use the deadlifts through. You know, you can use a trap bar, and then all of a sudden, you know, kind of frees you up, and you can contract better at the top of the of uh, of uh, the lift. You know, yep. people can squeeze their glutes, or they they're able to get into a better hinge because they don't have to reach as low to pick up the bar. Yes. Um, yes. Or, but then some people, then it's their ego, right? But they still always want to load it up, load it up every yeah, workout. Yeah, yeah. So then you can move that person to a, a kettlebell deadlift or a one one leg deadlift. You know, where yep. you're really just working the hinge. You're never going to be able to load it a ton. Um, and you know, just people understanding they have those options, you know. Totally, totally. You and like you that. said, people's different uh, body mechanics, you know, based off of like their limb length and stuff, yes. is going to lend some people to being better at certain exercises and not. So a lot of it's just finding like what feels good for for the individual. Yeah, and it, it, you've got to really ab abandon that mindset of, uh, well, this person can do it. Well, this person, this person should be able to do it as well. It just it just doesn't work like. Yeah. And you got to have the tools to be able to kind of like, not necessarily diagnose, but be able to see yeah. if this person is not equipped to deadlift like this other person and modify it and, and then work within those, like I said, work within those parameters so that they can train effectively for their, um, for their structure. Yeah. And then you can progress from there. And, you know, uh, you know, hammering, like I said, hammering home these concepts and principles will translate into 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 people kind of buying in long longer term yeah you know because i don't want to work with somebody who's coming in and wants to get who wants to smash for you know eight or 12 weeks i want to teach man yeah you know i want to teach people how to move the right way um i want to set them up long term so if someone came to me for and was like i want to work 12 weeks because these are things that i want i i do that i'll do that the cool thing is, the cool thing is, I think the pendulum swinging, right? Because for so long, everything was like real hardcore boot camp style, and yeah, so many yeah. people are getting injured and hurt, yeah. and and realizing something's not right. That they're people are wanting to learn more yeah. and understand, like you know, movement and doing things correct. You know, so I, I think that's exciting too. And the feeling, um, and the feeling's different. Yeah, people are like, dude, I've never felt my pecs like yeah. that. I've never felt my lats like that. I've never felt my quads and you're not using any weight yeah you're yeah. just getting them dialed in and focused you know and yeah. um it's it's even it's much it goes even deeper than that too because what you if you've been in pain i mean i have i mean what are you inspiring what are you creating when you're in pain yeah just that tough guy mindset like yeah. oh I, I can exist right. with yeah. pain yeah you know but ultimately like it's not really what you want you know no. so no so if you can take somebody out of pain and you can, to me, because of my experience, and you go, oh my God, I don't have to deal with this back or this neck pain. You yeah. go, Damn, I was probably operating at 50% of my potential yep. because I'm managing this discomfort. I'm aggravated. 
you know, I'm frustrated, angry, whatever. Yeah. You know, how's that? How's that affecting my relationship? How's that affecting my business? So it's a profound impact when you can kind of get these get people to a place of like, oh my god, I don't have to deal with this anymore. Yeah. Yep. And perfect example is everyone probably hears our co-host Arnie here. Like you know, we all know people are different shapes and sizes, right? Kind of like dogs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you want to take a little wiener dog with short little legs and ask them to uh, you know jump over fences and stuff, you know. But they're good for like digging holes. So in the same way, it's it's just people understanding that it's okay if you you have to do a different exercise because totally. of your body type or shape, and then that gives that person confidence, you know. Totally, because if you yeah, if they don't want to feel like you're you know. Oh, we can't do that. Yeah, and then they're a failure, right? And then they're a failure. You're trying to get them out of that mindset. You're like, okay, how? And, and it's okay if you do an exercise and say, hey, we'll come back to that later. But I got something else we're gonna do, and it'll it'll kind of achieve a similar uh, effect. And, yeah. So what would you? So say you're you're meeting with a, a client for the first time, just like you know, regular person who's you know wants to you know look better, feel better. Um, but they've had a bad experience, you know, they, they stop and start a bunch and they feel like that this gym thing's just not for them, you know, yeah. how, wh how would you approach that and what would like your first, you know, how would you talk to them and maybe what would your first kind of session look like with them? So, um, so like I said, I, with MAT, so people will approach me um, for either or, um, so for a training, for a training client, somebody comes to me and goes, you know, I see the way you work or I'm interested in this. And basically I, I need to expose them to it. You know, I can't really, I can, I can have a conversation with them and say, this is, this is what I offer. You know, um, what you're doing, uh, it doesn't seem to be serving you very well. You've had a bad experience. You, and I'll, I'll kind of have them just talk to me about what their experience was like. And just get them to um, be in a place where they can be comfortable enough to share that information with me. And then I'll just kind of say, well, this is what I do. You know, and um, these are the, this is my thought process. And things are based on contraction. You'll show me what you have to work with. I'll work within those parameters. We'll never move into pain. All these, you know, all these different things. And then, um, you know, hopefully if they're interested, then we kind of move forward. And then I program their training. Um, based on anatomical adaptation. So I'll take very basic, very basic lifts and see what, how, the, how they perform them. You know, I need to see what they're, what they're doing and how they're moving. And more importantly, I need to hammer home these concepts and principles so that we're on the same page. So that they come to the gym and that we're working together, that they're not in that old kind of paradigm where they're like, well, this is what I want and yeah. this is what, you know, I should be getting. You know, no, it's yeah. not. And I'm that, here to tell you what you're supposed to do. And that's super important, right? Like I've always, I mean, when I, I used to be a trainer at like a Gold's Gym, and that's the challenge, right? Compared to then when you have your own place, and you, you, get, a, you get a really push forward what everyone's doing, everyone's on the same page. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're training at like a public gym like that, and they see everything else going on, mm -hmm. then it just, it's just, then it's, well, and like the, the, the doubt creeps in, and the, mm -hmm. you know, oh, I need to try everything mindset. So I think that's yeah, super important like for you to be able to um, get on the same page up front so that then they're not, like they're focused on and committed, 
you know, to what you have them doing. I'm not trying to work with, I'm not trying to save everybody or work with everybody. Yeah. I want people that are going to be on my team and uh, kind of get down with what I'm saying. And um, I'm going to support you and teach you and coach you the right way. It's just yeah. a fact. That's how it's going to go. It may not go exactly how you want, but nine times out of 10, it's an, it becomes an, a faster, accelerated, uh, abbreviated process for them. They're not they're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm lifting the bar on the bench press. Oh, I'm so, you know, and it's like, dude, <laughs> yeah. I need to teach you these things and you yeah. need to stop thinking, you need to stop thinking that the weights are super important to your progress. Yeah. They haven't, they haven't been serving you, you know, yeah. and this is a teaching phase and it's, it could take four weeks. It could take 12 weeks. Some people, it's, I'm still teaching years. Yeah. Of these kinds of shoot I'm still I'm still I'm still learning you know every yeah. day it's like you you you, you know you're it's, it's just like you you're kind of always feeling it differently and getting yeah. like making progress you know yeah so. and I've, I've, like, I have some clients who didn't haven't moved for decades you know yeah. and are still kind of coming into the gym and working on comp you know coming in in a, in a confident state yeah. um, and the more you do this job, the more you realize that mindset is everything, man. Yeah. It is everything. And I think circling back to, you know, the importance of, you know, picking a, a coach or system or whatever and then just trusting that is so key. Um, people, you know, the gym hopping and going around, like, you know, different things do work, right? But it... it but you have to commit to something. And now in today's like information age, there's so much information yeah. uh, that it's like a, you know, a squirrel, you know, gathering his acorns and then he forgets where he puts 80% of them, you know? Yeah. So that's what happens with people in the gym. Like they, they never stick to anything, but they try everything. And then there's not enough personal accountability, right? Like so you could have someone go do, you know, orange theory and then they go do P90X and then they go do, you know, uh, whatever like bar and then they're like oh none of them worked for me like thinking that there's gonna be a magic one that quote-unquote works for you but but really it's like that person's not working it right so it's so important to you know to pick something and then really truly commit to it and you have to like put your blinders on you know yeah and what is commitment you know commitment is staying true to something long after the mood you set it in is, is gone yep. you know a lot of people will commit to something have a mood about themselves this was like they're in the they're in the grocery store and they're going oh look I want to look like that you know but is that a commitment or is that an impulse yeah you know so I want people and I, you know and for me you know I am kind of impose that kind of commitment it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna be with me you're gonna this yeah. is how it's gonna be you know and it's funny I, I don't think people understand like for example in my gym like we do like a trial and then we do like it's a year year commitment right yeah. <laughs> and that's for the individual right like because the you having to make a dis, like a commitment yeah. empowers yourself. Yes. You know, it's part of yes. the process yes. of being successful yes. with the goals you want. Yes. It's not that the gym wants to lock you in or anything like that. No. It's literally part of the process that gives you a better chance of being successful. Yeah. You know, and if like, uh, like I just wish people would would really understand that. Like, it takes commitment. It takes investing in yourself. Yeah. Like those things that you're scared to do are part of what makes. Um, makes it work, yeah. you know? So l let's go back. Uh, we have not talked about this before, but I think we're on the same page, uh, especially mentioning the auto-regulation. So we, we had a, um, 
uh, uh, episode on supplements yeah. and kind of went in on on the pre-workout supplements, you know, yeah. and, and people get really like uh, addicted to them or whatever you want to say. And my biggest gripe with them is that they mess up that ability to auto-regulate, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're always hyped up on on you know one of those super super you know they got all the ca- tons of caffeine and mm-hmm. stimulants and all that you will know well what if you have a couple of days where you're natural you know your body's trying to tell you hey this is a day where you need to scale back you're not going to maybe be able to know that and then next thing you know you're redlining too many workouts in a row and, and then you get injured you know so um yes <laughs> and, and you know they just almost hijack your central nervous system yeah right and, and and ultimately so again it's a if you used them like twice a month, this is what we talk about. Like it's probably fine. Like hey, you're gonna have a certain workout or just event. You know, you, you'll get a little effect, but ultimately, you're just doing yourself a disservice. It's a short term thing, right? Like oh, I get this this super hype feeling, but you're gonna just get more and more out of tune with being able to auto regulate. Well, dude, you're talk you're talking about attaching an expectation to your training session, and maybe that day, you're not listening to your body. You're not listening. There's there's no harmony about you walking in, you know, you're walking into the gym and you're going, and dude, I know because I used to do this. It's like, you walk into the gym and you're just like, man, long day, whatever, had a stressful interaction with so-and-so or whatever. And you come in, you just start downing these pre-workouts and then you impose this kind of, uh, and you're just now, like you said, it, it's a complete hijacking of your central of your central nervous system. Now you've mobilized so much energy towards training that you're leaving very little energy for other functions of the body. And when you are when you're doing that, you're creating to me, um, you know, a disharmony a disharmonious situation with with uh, with your uh, with your system. Not setting yourself up for success in the gym at all. Yeah. And I, and Too I, much stress. I mean, you're stressing your system with the with this with the pre workout, and then going in and going, okay, I'm gonna train like a maniac. Yep. And then you know the theme of our show, fit for life. Like it just that's what people have to understand. Like to do this long term fit for life, you can't depend on those short term crutches. And you're and ultimately, like it's super important to be able to auto regulate and not like you said, kind of force those expectations yeah. on every workout because it's just not sustainable. Yeah. You know. And you can. And the thing is. is you're like, okay, I'm having a rough, okay, I'll focus on contraction today. I yep. mean, you need to have these options. Yeah. I can still bench press, but I'm not going to bench press like a crazy bird. I can still train with 30, 40% of the load and get an amazing workout in. And that kind of works with my current state of being, yeah. you know? So there's going to be days where I'm like, you know, I want to lift heavy today. And there's going to be days, you know, where you kind of, you need to take that inventory though. Yeah. You need to be able to go and not relying upon something to boost because you're saying I need to train really, really hard. Yeah. You know, so I'm gonna pound this pre-workout shake so I make sure that that happens. Instead of paying attention and going, wait, what's actually happening here? Is my system barking at me? Is it telling me, hey dude, we gotta, you know, we gotta slow down here. And then you have the tools and the and the options to go ahead and kind of work work with that instead of working against it. Yeah. So um so when it comes to, you know, it's hard because a lot of, you know, these concepts and stuff are like the opposite of what's in, intuitive to people, you know, yeah, like yeah. they feel like, oh, if I train harder, I get more out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you handle then when people are like, oh, well, 
you know, maybe like a, they're pushing back a little bit, you know, like, do, do you stay patient with them? Do you try to explain it more, the science of it? Or do you just kind of have them trust the process? Like, what, what's your, how, how have you learned over the years to kind of handle that? Um, that's a good question. Uh, so everybody is, everybody is different. Um, there are some cases where, you know, you have to reinforce the position it's because I live the position They're, they really don't they're yeah. coming to me to kind of like and you have to understand that dynamic and that's tough right don't you think sometimes that's hard when you, you get so used to like how you live in, in this second nature which is the point you want everyone to get to but then sometimes you forget what it's like to be a beginner you know you know you have to humble yourself you know, and realize how long it took you you know these concepts and principles have, like I said have been developed for a long time so the more I can put myself in a state of, like I remember when I said, you know, earlier I was like, I thought everybody thought like me. Well, that's just not the case, you know. So first of all, understand that everybody doesn't think like you. And, that, and that's why the beginning is so important. It's like, where are your thoughts? What, what are you thinking? So you can kind of navigate that with the person and, and create kind of, you know, uh, a relationship that's, you know, you know, on the same page. So when you have these conversations, you're just kind of like getting them back on track instead of yeah. being frustrated that they're not kind of where you want them to be. Yeah. You're just like I said, I live this. So uh, it's easy for me to kind of adopt this mindset. But with somebody else, especially like younger people, you just you do you have to spend time reinforcing it that that it is a process that what what are our goals? What what is your experience? Is your experience pain? Yeah. I can just remind them, hey, do you, did you like that pain? <laughs> and I think one one good thing uh, that we haven't touched on, but I know we've talked about before, is you know establishing in the beginning like why they even want to do this, the re the yeah. real reason, yes. right? Because like, everyone can be like, oh, I want to uh, lose ten pounds so I feel sexier at the beach or whatever, but that's not the real reason. Like the real, and especially when you get into the diet side of stuff, is it's always just something way deeper, right? And if you can bring that out in the person, like, hey, you know, it could be. Um, you know, maybe maybe they had something devastating happen in their family and they've been trying to recover from that or like their relationship is, is in a bad place or something happened. When, when you get to those reasons, um, it, it, like that's the true turning point. And, you know? and if, we've, if you've ever been in relationships or whatever, you know it's never about the dishes, right? It's yeah. never exactly, about, right? You know yeah. It's like it's never about the bed not being made. <laughs> you know, so you have to have the skills to kind of understand like what is going on and that starts in the beginning. So, and, and, but then you can kind of, you know, I'll give you an example, right? I had a, I had a, I had a client, right? Or I have a client and he would, uh, come to the gym and we would, we would train and, uh, he'd have like pain. Right. Mm -hmm. And one day I was just like, dude, do you, do you, what do you, what kind of mindset are you in before you come to the gym? Are you? putting so much pressure on yourself? Are you feeling like you're gonna disappoint me? Are you gonna disappoint yourself? And because these little pain things, they don't seem that, like, it's almost like you're trying to, you're setting yourself, it's like you have a built-in excuse as to why you're not performing the exercise right. And he goes, yes, you're right. If I have pain, then I know I don't, then I have a reason why I didn't do the exercise right. And that's just a little bit of in, insight into like, you know, if you weren't, if you didn't ask those relevant questions, then you would just be like, hey, what the hell are you, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Yeah. 
you know? And um, yeah, <laughs> getting to these deeper levels of, of why people are doing these, doing these things, like I said, it's never about the dishes, yeah. you know? There's always a reason why people are doing stuff. And if you can tap into that, if you can, um, you know, like I said, tap into it, you can, it's a powerful thing. Yeah. It's funny because it's like the complete opposite of like that hardcore drill sergeant approach. Like yeah. you said, like, oh, yeah. someone's not uh, doing their exercise or their heads elsewhere. And you, and, you know, a lot of the old school thing is, yeah, take that. We'll yell at them and push them. But, yeah. but ultimately, like, dude, that's just masking everything. Yeah. Like when really uh, it's okay to dig. Like I, for me, like as a coach and a trainer, I mean, that's part of, part of our, the job. You yeah. know, is to because no one else is going to do it for that person. You know, so um, and obviously there's certain there's eventually certain levels where yeah, like someone might need a therapist or you know it's out of totally. our our, our, out scope. Of our scope. Yeah, but I have no problem. Ta- I have no problem addressing those things because I honestly care about people. So it's like if I and I I'm a results based dude, man. Like I want results. You yeah. know, I, if, if something is inhibiting our progress and it's as simple as hey man, you're not going to disappoint me. <laughs> Try not to put so much pressure, you know what I'm saying? So we can have more fun. Yeah. Because training like this is fun. I get fired up to see people progressing and moving the right way and the looks on their faces when they go, I've never felt something like that before. It's awesome. And if it takes me being a psychologist slash whatever, I'll do it, you know? I just have to pay me more money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny, like, we had a client who posted the other day how he, he was amped because he could pop his pecs now, you know? Yeah. And it's cool, like that's a fun thing, right? Like everyone, you know, you see Terry Crews do it, and, yeah. and but but it's cool too on, a, on another level because you really, because as a coach, you know, all oh, that person's like connecting, like, you know, the, the mind-muscle connection and, yeah. and they're able to, like, to, there's a lot there that like a progression-wise from yeah. something like that. Um, and like you said, and ultimately, yeah, this training thing is supposed to be fun. You know, like it that's is, the only way man. people are going to keep with it. Like, yeah. yeah, if you're an Olympic athlete and you have something to train for, and it's like your livelihood, yeah. and like, yeah, it, okay, like that's yeah, it should be super serious. You yeah. know, um, so I think yeah, like the you know the average person, and when I say average person, like I'm I consider myself the average person who's just doing this because I know I'm going to do it forever, and it's like part of my life. Like that, it's important to find that place, like that pocket where it is fun, and yeah, you take it serious and that you want to do it right, and, and you don't want to hurt yourself because it's your body. But ultimately, you you're not like it's not stressing you out. Yeah, and my job as a, as a as a coach is not to be stressed out. So any anything I can do to to get to a better to connect with my clients on a on a deeper level, so I can yield the best results for them, I'm gonna do. You know, um, I want that for people. People are, we're all, we're all trying to perform better. Yep. Honestly, I mean, some people are like, I, oh man, I, I can now you know, walk faster or you know, uh, I can squat better. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, I love working with athletes because what I do with them, trend, you know, it gets to translate on the field and you get to see it, but it, general population, you still see it translating, yeah. you know, just as much. It matters to them just as much as if somebody were to, you know, be available to you know score a touchdown or catch a pass or hit a jump shot. Yeah. You know, so it matters to these people and that matters to me. Nice. So. And I think ultimately, you know, like you said, you've been doing this twelve plus years. Everyone I've met that's actually been doing it that long, 
like that's the number one thing which what you just said is like you care about your clients yeah like you so many people get into it who they love working out and think it'd be cool to be at a gym all day yeah and that's you know and then the actual working with clients thing it's just kind of like yeah it's the job you know yeah. whereas like but that has to be flipped around like you, you eventually have to care about your clients more than your own your own stuff yeah you know what's funny we you know when you grow into your reason for being here, like your purpose, when you understand, I'm supposed to be a teacher, I'm supposed to be a leader, I've committed, like you, I've committed myself to a life of wellness, health, vitality, performance, all that stuff. When you start to realize that you're in that position, um, you're almost obligated and freed up to be a facilitator for other people to, to find their greatness as well. And we kind of are able to use the vehicle of fitness to kind of do that. I think it's really, really cool. So yeah, caring about my clients, um, it's, it comes from a place of being like, you know what, I know what I'm supposed to, I know why I'm here. I'm using fitness as a way to reach people. And now it's about other people. And the, that's when you wake up and you're just like, I'm fired to do this. And if you've got the skill set to get the results that we can get, I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. You're yeah. changing. You're changing lives. You're transforming. You're transforming people's lives through fitness. Um, I'm a big believer. I mean, you probably do the same thing. I wake up with joy. I'm just ready for my day. And if you sit and think about why that is, it's because we step into our dream every day. Like we don't have to be like, oh, I want to. Okay, we step into it. And then by doing that, and then you have access to people. Yep. And you're supposed to give people the best, the best version of you. And then if you can give them a great workout and then you know, progress from there, uh, it really does, it changes and, and transforms lives. And yeah. that belief is uh, something I kind of carry with me. And that, that ultimately helps me, uh, helps me work with my clients, is that belief. Yeah. You know, that you're really doing something for, for people that it's not just uh, that they're paying me. Yeah. I'm not motivated by that. Yeah. That you doesn't know? last, you know. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. And, you know, we're all just sharing money, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. I, I think that's like uh, a great note, too, to kind of kind of wrap it up, to end it on, because, you know, people – it. it like just knowing that, you know, it, it like motivates people to to want to change, you know, yeah. like when, when they truly understand like a coach has that interest, like that is their interest in yeah. them. Um, like to me, like that's that's real motivation. Like most people, most people won't change for their self. Yeah. It's almost like they have to, you know, need another reason. And that's yeah. part of the reason why a good coach works, because you, you end up like you put so much into it that your clients almost want to change for you, not to let I'll you down. You, yeah, I'll piggyback on that. It's, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. So you better have a reason for what, for, for what you're doing. You know, and I think I could have just summed it up with that when it comes to like getting people on the same page. I think people sense that why I'm doing this. And I think that's what happens is people will, I'll talk to them and they'll, I've heard this several times, like, man, you really love this, huh? And I was like, yeah, I, I really do. And people, when you can tap into that very primal part of a person's psyche, you know, where somebody is, is kind of maybe craving that level of passion in their own lives and they can kind of get that from their experience or, or their time with you, 
then it changes them and it, and it gets that buy-in. So yeah. they don't buy what, if I just went in there and was like, oh, we're gonna, blah, 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 it wouldn't, people wouldn't stay. Yeah. But, but, but because I'm constantly growing and progressing and, and doing all these things to increase value so that my clients have a better experience. And like we just, like I was just saying is like, maybe, it, maybe them getting out of pain or having this kind of uh, time with me or experience with me uh, causes them to, to find their own purpose, you know, and find what sets them on fire and, and uh, encourages them to, to grow in their own lives. And, and I think that's when you create long lasting change and people, people will buy in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's awesome. What, what uh, James is the best way to kind of like get in contact with you. If someone lives out in the Los Angeles area um, and they want to work with you and then also maybe if someone I don't know if you do like online stuff or, or even yeah. if someone just wants to reach out to you uh, what's the best way so uh, right now um, I do <laughs> all my stuff's kind of word of mouth you know uh, I will get into social media but I'm not like uh, crazy I, I would kind of need somebody to, to you know start to teaching me how to use that stuff. Yeah. But just an email, I have an email, it's jbtrainsco at, g- at gmail.com, j-b-t-r-a-i-n-s-c-o at gmail.com. Cool, and we'll also, we'll, we'll link that in the show notes for anyone listening. And uh, yeah, James, I, I had a great time chatting, and I know we could keep going on for hours and hours, uh, kind of like, at, you know, at the gym, that's, that's one of the reasons yeah. why I love talking to you, because you are so passionate about it. Like, especially out here in LA, you know, a lot of people have like different motives or it's always like a reason, but like you literally could just stand there and talk about it and, and like, it's, yeah. it's like, it stands out, you know? Yeah. So your yeah, passion. You, yeah. It's some, yeah. Having this kind of, you, you believe in your product, yeah. you know, you're, you're excited and passionate to share it with other yeah. people. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, everyone listening, we appreciate it. And as always catch us next week. And feel free to email me at gary at coastalfitnessva.com. If you have any questions or comments or anything you want us to do on the show, uh, I listen. I read all my I listen. Yeah, I I do not listen to my emails, I, <laughs> but I do read them all. So shoot them over, and we'll catch you guys then.